so finally you have some interest in the content that is coming out of india and if you are a foreigner listening to this podcast then you should be eased into the indian content rather than be hit with a boulder often times if you get the sequencing wrong to understanding a particular culture then chances are you could get just derailed and may have a negative impact so in this episode in this experience i would try and share the soft landing if you will to indian entertainment content and this will involve some easy watches to begin with then slightly more complex and then eventually the more profound ones and during the course of the conversation i'll probably share some of the nuances and anecdotes which will help you better understand why certain stories are told the way they are with respect to indian content hello and welcome back fellow thinkers thank you for tuning in to gbx showtime for the newbies GBX Showtime is a subsection of Gyanban Experience podcast. It's a simple vanilla straight talk about anything to do with the entertainment world. We dive deep into the finer aspects of movies, web series, documentaries or even YouTube content. Of course, not in that particular frequency or order. We analyze the content with a carefully curated 10 question framework. which covers multiple aspects of the movie series or show this is what piques your interest you're on the right show so turn up the volume and enjoy the ride through tinsel town you're listening to gbx showtime i'm your host gb and it's showtime folks so before you dive into watching typical indian content it's advisable that you read up a little bit about the country the geography the dynamics the north south and east and west cultural divides that are existent in the paradox that is india or the diversity that india is all about aspects i know it's not possible for you to read up the entire 5000 or 10000 history for the country but smart advice would be to just search india on wikipedia and get a rough idea about the geography why am i saying all of this is because all of these have some sort of resemblance in the stories that you see in the movies in the web series or a lot of the backdrop is basis these nuances so i list the top two or three things that you must know number 1 should know that people across 28 states speak more than 22 languages with 300 dialects you're talking about 1.4 billion people speaking multiple languages with very different taste and preferences culture aspects thought processes think of it like a mix of many countries rolled into one does the european union ring a bell well that's not one country but india is one country and clearly uh, southern states differ culturally from the eastern that from the western and that from the northern so all of these have specific cultural nuances and i'm generalizing here so don't i mean you get what i'm trying to say i'm trying to 
paint it almost in a broad brush too, so that it's at a simplistic level. So the North Indians would typically be a bit extrovertish, very smiley, outward, and could get the bling factor very noticeable. Almost opposite is the southern part of the country where it's a little toned down, a little bit more circumspect, and you can see the intellectualism creeping through the conversations and so on and so forth. Not to say that there aren't any intellectuals in the northern part of the country, but again, remember, I'm just broadly giving you a sense. Likewise, the difference from the east and the west is the western set of uh, states or people who hail from those regions tend to be more business-oriented, tend to be more quick-thinking, on-your-feet, sharp-tongue, that kind of people, mostly. Uh, And on the other side, on the eastern side, tends to rely or tilt towards the culture, borrowing from Tagore, hailed from Calcutta. So a lot of the arts, entertainment, culture, and less of the business skills or business agility, if you will, is evident in the eastern side of it. Each of these four corners of the country have made powerful cinema, very, very powerful. And so to think of Indian entertainment industry as only being Bollywood is perhaps a misnomer because Bollywood is, it largely encompasses those set of people who understand Hindi and or speak the language. Hindi predominantly being the language which is most spoken across northern states and the western states and some part on the eastern states. Not so much from the southern states. Each of the dialects in the southern states are very different from each other. Kannada is different from Malayalam, is different from Tamil and is very different to Telugu. So there are very little overlaps. And so they almost form distinct entertainment cultures as well. And therefore, it's very rich cinema coming out of the Malayalam cinema, which is uh, very progressive. So is Eastern cinema, which is based out of Calcutta. Bombay or Mumbai, which typically is the house of Hindi cinema, churns out what you generally has become the global Bollywood branding, if you will. So it's important to realize that not all of them are the same and not, not all movies are mainstream song and dance around the trees, over the top, broad brush strokes kind of a movie. There are a lot of good movies, subtle movies being made across the country. And in India, as is the case everywhere, a lot of it is to do with the return of investment, the paisa vasool. And so... If your movie is making more money, you will have multiple. It's not an art form in then that truest sense. It's a business model which gets replicated. For example, if there is a movie where the hero has a particular mannerism or does a whistle, which becomes a big hit with the public, not very surprising if there would be 20 other movies which would have similar or somewhat similar derivatives of the same. It's like just to cash in on the flavor of the month. That's been a common trend uh, across most of the money-making industries. But over the years, people have realized that those are very lightweight content. There is hardly much of a script or artistic excellence, if you will. And one might argue it's difficult to do commercial cinema. The typical popcorn 
chewing pot boiler movies it's difficult to do being typical requires also a special skill to identify yourself with the masses but there are lots of filmmakers actors and artists who are doing terrific globally appealing cinema which doesn't make as much money and therefore it's always play the second fiddle have to take the back seat if you will as compared to bollywood and therefore bollywood became that much more palatable to a larger audience because they think it's all song and dance and a little bit of comedy emotion romance drama action tragedy all rolled into one so i have a value for money so it becomes like a factory assembly line where year on year people generated that much more insurance proof movies if you will big star great song and dance number some of the mannerisms and if the star has got some appeal then even better and then eventually those movies go on to make millions of dollars or crores of rupees and so that's the formula that has largely worked and then it's not that but over the years earlier it used to be known as art cinema parallel cinema but good content was always available and then towards the very recent pandemic situation when the ott came into the being came into its own shape size and form all those people actors who were in the fringes always doing good work suddenly became mainstream now you have names like neeraj kabi tiska chopra jaydeep alawa just to name a few who've now got the imagination of the national mainstream increasing number of people are also watching their content on a mobile phone uh, as compared to the traditional 7 to 9 pm prime time television because of the odd working hours or long working hours many people or many families don't have that traditional prime time watch and so they become content on demand and therefore once you pay for content then you'd like to watch what you really like and therefore solid content original stories have surfaced have bubbled up over the last year or two and uh, it's given the mainstream lightweight kind of movies a run for the money it, it remains to be seen there is good muscle memory once the pandemic is little better when i say better means better managed and are better under control then some of the big blockbuster stars will be released and you will see a repetition of what was pre 2019 or pre 2020 where people just throng the theaters to ogle at their stars a story and lighting editing technicalities would probably take a back seat 300 slow mo shots or the hero beating up 300 villains is something that you will see again again if you think of it very objectively there's nothing wrong somebody like something somebody like something else and we can't be judgmental about somebody else's choice of art so if a majority of people watch that and the movie makes money then that's how it is that's entertainment you cannot class you cannot qualify it and say i only like august osage county as the ultimate form of entertainment but i if i see bad boys then that's a bad entertainment right so and there's no comparison clearly not even the same genre theme or category 
but they are movies. That's the connection. And similarly, if I were to give you an Indian context, the way you watch uh, Rithik Roshan Starrer War, Rithik Roshan and Tiger Shroff just nailed it on the screen and all the stunts. But one can see the reflection of Mission Impossible, a lethal weapon, a little bit of this and a little bit of that from many, many movies and so-called inspirational inspirations all rolled into one and made into a locally palatable, lo- locally consumable product. And that did really well. But on the other side, there are more subtle ones like, say, Raz, for example, Alia Bhatt starrer, Raz, uh, Meghna Gulzar directed. Very subtly done, nicely done, good story based on true incidents. Those kind of movies also do well. But do they go on to be blockbuster hits? I don't think so. But that's what's happening in Hollywood as well. The movie that, say, an Avengers makes... Uh, or the money that an Avengers series makes or a Star Wars series makes is not the same money as some of, say, Birdcage, for example, would have made. And so that's the same analogy that one needs to use while reviewing Indian content. The other aspect, the important aspect of Indian content is also about patriarchy. You will see reflections of male-dominated society in various shape, size, and form. And it is changing a lot over the last few years from our content representation standpoint or otherwise, in most cases, if there are, say, 100 scenes in a movie, three hour long, almost 90 scenes would be with the hero in some shape, size, or capacity. And then rest of the cast would revolve around them and the heroine would pop up in maybe a song or two or a dance or two and then perhaps being kidnapped by the villain only to be rescued in the end. Generally, that's how the general constructs were for most of the movies. Now that's being challenged and changed and one of the first things I'd recommend is start with YouTube. Get into the short movies, those 20-minute movies. 30-minute movies, um, they do a fabulous job. You will see the intense storytelling ability, classical acting, and very, oh, let me rephrase this for you. Of the short movies that have been released online on YouTube, at least in the last two years, if there are, say, I don't know, 100 released, I'd imagine 94, 95 of them are top-notch. What I'm trying to say is very few of the good uh, short stories or very few of the shots are really bad, really bad. You know, those are very few. And that's that's a welcome change. It's a pleasant change. So you talk about Ahalya, talk about Chutney, you talk about Interior Cafe or many such uh, short ones which just blow your mind as like, Wow, they've really captured so much in so little. So strongly recommend you ease into Indian content by getting into shorts. Like I mentioned, Juice is one such, another shorts which must watch, Devi. And uh, this will give you a good idea. Once you get a little comfortable with the nuances, with the culture, with the storytelling narrative and everything, then move into some of the lightweight web series that we have might like some of the hard-hitting ones like Sacred Games Season 1 or uh, Patal Lok Season 1 or even Mirzapur Season 1. Season 2s, as we all know, sometimes fail to live up to the expectations and sometimes do a decent job. They have mixed emotions, but these three at least stand out from a Season 1 standpoint, clearly. 
So this could be great watches um, for you to get an understanding of the hinterland of the country and the cultural nuances and the class divides. Um, that the and of course the storytelling ability that some of these directors that you might have never heard of bring to the table. So the other part is also need, need not be just movies, but one is Ms. Anupama Chopra and the other is Mr. Rajiv Masand. And I'm sure there are hundreds of others, uh, and I'm sure there are many others, but you know, these guys present uh, or ask very relevant questions. And most of these interviews are in English. So if you're a foreigner trying to understand and trying to capture that sentiment, then watch uh, Rajiv Masan's Roundtable, Director's Roundtable, Actor's Roundtable, pretty much on the lines of Hollywood Reporter, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, does a good job and you can get a sense on the actors and the actresses and uh, and, the, and the directors uh, and, and Film Companion, which uh, Ms. Chopra runs. She does a good job in and her team and she's just not the only one. There are lots of people who cover all aspects of uh, movie making or entertainment in India. Give you some great insights. You should particularly watch Mr. Nasiruddin Shah's interview on Film Companion. I thought that's very insightful or I think it was Shavana Azmi and Javed Akhtar's interview uh, with uh, Anupama Ji. I think these give you the sanity check on the madness of entertainment that is prevalent in the country. And that's why I recommend some of these interviews. So this will prime you up for the proverbial Indian content. And once you do that, then you can watch and understand why people love watching the masala entertainer, the pot boiler, which does not require you to stress out, to stress a bit, much like, say, Captain America, if you will. It doesn't require too much of uh, interstellar kind of thought processes for you to figure out what's happening or inception kind of mindset. You don't need that, right? So that's why you'll start to enjoy a war or some of Salman Khan's movies and so on and so forth, then you will get a 360 degree view or understanding of how Indian content has developed, is functioning and where it's set to go. It looks very promising. Final word on the future. It looks very promising that with OTT coming up and hopefully censorship not interfering, you will see a lot much more interesting content coming your way. So it's a time well invested. I know you've seen British content and German content and Spanish content and of course, other than American content. But somewhere they look very, they have a similar look and feel. A lot of the rest of the world tries to be like Hollywood. Not that there's anything wrong in Hollywood. They've done exceedingly well. But the good thing about Indian film industry or Indian entertainment industry is that they're holding ground, they're holding on their own and trying to present a very different storytelling style, if you will, and also get you to understand a little more about the country, which a lot of us have gotten used to understanding, say, America. I mean, Hollywood has played a big part in us understanding mainstream America, if you will. And so Bollywood, for lack of a better expression, will help you understand you know, the mainstream India. Clearly remember, 60% of the country is below the age of 30. So you have a whole bunch of youngsters who want to watch fast, entertainment, entertaining stuff. They wouldn't want to sit and watch 
why the fan is moving slowly and the window is flapping uh, you know they, they want fast moving action and so it's best suggested that uh, you ease your way through short movies try a couple of web series and then go into some of the complex uh, old movies and then the masala ones so that will give you a 360 degree view i hope that gave you uh, some insight about how indian content is shaping and if there are any questions comments doubts you want to react to indian content please let me know i'd be happy to share suggestions i have a much longer one hour much episode of one hour episode on bollywood's guide or bollywood 101 it's one of the early episodes i did very similar content so you can go check that out for a much detailed explanation on what i mentioned in this uh, podcast very concisely so look forward to hearing back from you and uh, enjoy the movies masti and magic that's all my fellow wise woke and wobbly folks show khatam i hope you enjoyed the analysis comments and critique of the content I hope you had a good time listening as much as I had sharing these thoughts and if you did to tune in to the other episodes of the Gyanban experience I'd love to hear your thoughts ideas suggestions so do leave me a message on #gyanban that's gyanban on Twitter or Facebook or simply email to me at gyanban@gmail and as always don't share this content with those who don't care Be sure to tune in next week. There's a fascinating episode coming up just for you. Till we meet again, stay safe, be well and don't miss the Kanban experience. Music